Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Okay, shout-outs this week. Uh, we got the Geek One for guessing uh, this week's character correct as it is Loki. Then we got Torin, Jameis' son. If I butchered that, I do apologize. You sent me the spelling vernacular, how to say it, and I, I'm dyslexic, so that was a, that was a faux pas on my part. Anywho, uh, those are our shout-outs for getting the trivia right. He guessed last week's Wonder Woman. Okay, so Joker, question. If you could have super strength or trickster magic powers, which would you pick? I don't, personally, I would love the trickster magic powers. Because I, I love messing with people and having fun. You know, like, part of me would pick the strength just, you know, to be a badass and that. But I'm also lazy. So, like, I'd rather just snap my fingers to get past that wall than have to physically move past it. It'd be so much easier. It really would. And that kind of brings us into the character we're talking about today. Today's, uh, this week's character is Loki, God of Mischief, Prince of Lies. Or King of Lies at one point, I think he had the full title. It's They are an interesting one, because even in the comics, uh, fun fact, everybody, I we didn't even plan this, but um, Loki is a gender-fluid character who has been both portrayed as a man and a woman. And even in the comics, they've started referring to the character as more of a them or they, except for Thor, who just still calls him brother. Because Thor's just... I mean, also, when you grow up with him as your brother... It's hard to get It's going to take a long time for you to transition that. Also, I feel like Thor's that character who he says it, and somebody's like, dude, why don't you get mad at him for not pronouns? like, that's Thor. He's trying his best. (laughs) Thor's like a Labrador. Thor's a Labrador. (laughs) They're dumb, but they love you, and you know it. Don't let the real Thor hear you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I fucking... No, that guy will kill me. You'll vouch for me, right? I don't know if I want to. You calling him dumb? I don't think I want to be associated with that comment. <laughs> okay, so, um, but let's get into it. Um, we won't be really covering much of his um, modern day history and that, and like how he's been portraying that. We are going into who Loki is and where he comes from, his full blown origins. You know, because that's kind of the whole point of the show. Yeah, that was like the full point of the show, but we've gone a little ham on some characters. Mostly ones that have limited backstory. Okay, so so Loki. He was created by Stan Lee. Script, uh, the scripter was Larry Lieber and penciled by Jack Kirby. Fucking dude, what is Jack Kirby not involved in? Oh. He seemed to be a very large part of it, just like Stan Lee was. Yeah, I was going to say. like had a gave, lot to do with a lot of the characters. It's one of those, like, we give Stan Lee crap, but, like, at this point, like, characters that we've just done this show, I think we've only had, like, what, two that weren't Jack Kirby? At least. Two. I, I'll say three, because I know Wonder Woman and Jack Kirby wasn't not involved in. Oh, probably about half of our shows, since at least so far half of them have been Marvel. At this point, yeah, we're Give just assuming that he hasn't—he's involved in anything Marvel. 
Until we find out otherwise. Until we find out otherwise in that. So, yeah, fans, don't quote us on that. I'm sure we will come across a character that nobody's ever heard of that Jack Kirby created. Okay, uh, a version of the character first appears in Venus number 6, August 1949. God damn, he's an old concept. Well, even older when you think about the fact that he was inspired by Norse mythology and an actual Norse god. That is true, which, um... I mean, we'll we'll get more into that accuracy <laughs> here later when we get into his back... His, in-world backstory. So the modern-day incarnation of Logie appears in Journey into Mystery, number 85, October 1962. And now we're getting into... uh, He was inspired by the Norse god by the same name, Loki. And uh, he was redesigned by Jack Kirby. Yeah, it was Jack here. We we could probably do a fucking whole episode on him alone. Huh? Assuming that his redesign is what is the modern day version that appeared in 1962. Yep. So okay, now in world stuff, and this is where uh, this is where I'm. I personally, because I know a little bit about Norse mythology, but I do not know to the extent that you do, Joker. And, you know, being a Norse pagan myself, I don't know nearly as much as I should. Dude, nobody knows shit about their religions if I've learned one thing. So the fact that you know what you know is a step up on what some people would know. Which is sad to think about. Right? Like, I'm Native American. I don't know shit about any of my culture's religions compared to somebody from the reservation. So we're in the same boat, bro. Good. Okay. <laughs> So Loki's father was the Frost Giants, uh, Lefay, King of the Frost Giants. And with, here's where I kind of want to get into going back and forth with you as to how accurate these line up to the real thing. Which fun fact on that is Lefay in Norse mythology is not his father, but his mother. His dad's got a name that I don't even know how to pronounce. I'm not even going to butcher <laughs> it. It's not worth butchering. God. But similar to the comics... His father was a giant, so Loki in real uh, or in real mythology and the comics is half giant. Okay, that's pretty cool to find out. Like, huh? See, I and this is the shit thing of me just getting all my knowledge from comics and car- cartoons. I most of it gets so muddled that I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me Loki in, in the mythology wasn't just an enemy of Earth? No, he was. Very much like he is in the comics. Very much just a trickster. He was just there for chaos. Gotta be a fun life. I mean, it's all burden on everybody around you, but fun for you, I guess. So, Odin, um, now, it's, bear with us, people, because we'll get to Loki. But we gotta find out how we even get to Loki. Odin betrayed his father, led to his father's cursing him... And that led to him adopting Loki. Odin would come across his father, Bor, who was turned to snow. Bor begged Odin to find a sorcerer to help him. But when he made no attempt, he cursed Odin, saying he'd take in the son to a fallen king to raise his own. That's the thing in that is 
Odin necessarily didn't didn't necessarily betray his father, but he didn't actively help him either. So it's a very non-active betrayal. I think it's a betrayal. <laughs> Even well, I mean, it, it, you're not wrong. It's just not an active betrayal, and that I can accept. I can accept that it's not an active betrayal. Kind of like the whole lie versus lie of omission. Yeah, because you're not. He wasn't actively trying to not help his father, but he wasn't. He wasn't trying to kill his actively kill him, betray he his just father. Wasn't help gonna help him. And that I can fully agree with. I can I, I can accept that. Like, yes, he did not act, but it's still a betrayal. Like, it's in the category. Yeah, it, like, it's in the broad umbrella. Yeah, there we go. That that's actually the word I was looking for. So Odin would then end up later on killing uh, King Lefay. Then he would find Loki in their home because he was hidden uh, because he was too small. Lefay had actually kept him kept Loki hidden from the other giants. Because he was ashamed of his size. Because unlike being like a normal giant, he was very Asgardian size, human size. Yep. Uh, actually, I did. Um, I did see that, and that. I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, frost giants are all pretty. Okay, anybody in the in the Nordic pantheon in these comics are just prideful. Motherfuckers. Well, you know, that's just gods in general. True. Of pretty much any pantheon. And technically, giants are considered... I think you probably know more about this. Are considered gods in the Nordic... They're not technically gods, but they are the ones who created the gods. The gods are actually... What? Yeah, so Odin's father is actually a giant. Giants were kind of the progenitors of the other gods in Norse mythology. Almost kind of like the Titans in Greek? Pretty much, yeah. Oh! And the, they were the first ones the gods would then follow. Shit, I actually, I did not... Huh. I had to actually double check that one myself, because I wasn't positive. Okay, actually, I yeah, I had no clue about that. I just, I thought giants were just a different, like, race of beings that were just named di- different. Kind of like... Kind of? Kind of like, because in Greek mythology, you got the Titans and the gods, and like, the second t- tier Titans... But they're all technically just gods. Yeah. I mean, the the term god is kind of loosely used even with the Norse pantheon because... Kind of loosely... loosely well, because compared to most pantheons, it's argued that the Norse gods aren't immortal. They just yep. age extremely slowly to where they seem immortal. And isn't one of the uh, things, it's believed that they eat a fruit that keeps them, like, youthful? Yeah, that maintains the immortality? Um, it's the goddess Edun, I believe, that is the one that gives out that fruit. That's an apple. I yeah. I'm sorry, I was just thinking of uh, that one show we were watching with the Norse guys, yep. Apple Martinis. <laughs> yep, the that Almighty a, Johnsons. That was a good fucking that show. Great show. Pissed it's not on Netflix. Anyway, back on top topic. Okay, so yeah, no, I actually I had no fucking clue about that shit. See, this is this is why it's nice to have you on this episode specifically. That's why I was very excited for this episode because I could use a little bit of my actual knowledge, which ain't much. I mean, it's more <laughs> than the common person. So, Odin would adopt Loki out of a combination of pity. And to appease the memory of his father, and also as he was the child to an opponent slain in honorable combat. So, 
at some point here, from what I'm understanding, if I kill a man, I get his kids. I've been looking for some Robins. <laughs> oh, God. As long as it's honorable combat. So I'm going to start, if I start carrying a white glove in my back pocket around and that, I think you know what's Challenge up. Challenge you to a duel. Yeah, exactly. Though no, that also kind of only applies in this situation and in the comics. Oh. So, yeah, do tell us, like, what the actual thing is with this. Because uh, he, from what I believe, Loki is the adopted son of Odin. In the comics, yes. Yes. In Norse mythology, no. He's just a, a fellow god to them. He's not related to Thor. He's not related to Odin. He's just a fellow god of the Aesir tribe. If I'm pronouncing that right. Which I hope I am. Jesus, we're getting into tribes now. Damn, that's that yeah, the long... The whole Norse mythology and pantheon is extremely complicated, and they're tribes of gods. The fact that there's tribes of gods. Because there's <laughs> the two main ones are like the Aesir and the Vanir. And yeah, um, that one gets very complicated and convoluted. I can imagine. Uh, from Yeah, because I, like I said, I get most of my knowledge from knowing these comics and watching these cartoons. I just assumed Loki was the adoptive son of Odin. I didn't know because I think we were talking, discussing this. Odin and Loki were kind of friends. Yup. Like good friends. I mean, come on. He gives away one of his children to Odin. As, I think it was technically as a gift. I don't remember how they worded that one exactly, but... Yeah, it can, it can get muddled. That, which, uh, fun fact for anybody wondering, uh, the eight-legged horse... Uh, Slipnir? Slip I know I'm butchering that, but... Let's go with Slipnir. Sounds like Slipknot. <laughs> I like it. But anyway, fun little, just side info, uh, Loki gave birth to that. <laughs> I almost feel like we should just set up a camera looking at he, He's <laughs> right. going to be our YouTube page video. Just his reactions. Yeah, Loki's actually... So, that's another thing that kind of differs from mythology to the comics. Because Hela, the goddess Hela, isn't actually his sister, but is his daughter. Yep. He also gives birth to... Or he also fathers the world serpent Jormungandr. And the wolf uh, Fenrir. So, actually, Hela in mythology is the most normal child he has. Which isn't even normal because she's half dead. Yeah, like half skeleton face dead. And she's the most normal. He's really saying <laughs> something. Because, like, the eight-legged the eight-legged horse, like, as far as the creature, uh, none of them are normal. None, but Hela is the closest thing to normal that came out of that. And just... I mean, he does have other children that I'm sure are more normal, but those are his most notable children. Okay, fair fair on that. Uh, yeah. He, so, yeah, he was uh, he was just like a seahorse. Just giving birth to a horse. Yeah, but that time he was actually a woman. Yep, he uh yeah, you you were telling me about that. He actually became a woman do that, which yeah. Fucking cool. I love it too, because I've I've heard a lot of tales like Thor literally just doesn't give a shit. Which he went Thor's a cross dresser. Pretty much. And a fun dude to chill with, I hear. <laughs> if he's not fucking killing giants. 
Anywho, back on topic. So through their childhood in the comics, Loki would become jealous of Thor and the other Asgardians as they all valued strength and Loki was more proficient in magic. He wasn't where he lacked in physical strength. He made up in his magic and his sorcery and his brains, which I mean, he is considered among some of the best sorcerers in the comics. With his abilities. He's even... Later on, when we talk about his powers, he's actually compared to being as equal to the most powerful um, as Guardian Sorceress. Really? Yeah. Damn. Also, like, I find it funny the strength thing. Because, you know, people are like, even some of the shows and that, people are like, oh, Loki's pretty weak. Loki alone can lift, I think it is up to, like, over 500 pounds or 5,000. Right, like, well, he's strong compared to us. Yeah, like... Compared to Asgardians, I just, he's... I just do man. find that funny in comparison. Like, like oh, Loki, like, this, like meet my weak-ass brother Loki as he's picking up fucking Captain America and just throwing him around. Right. But yes, compared to the other Asgardians, very weak, which really makes you wonder, like, fuck, like, damn. I mean, look at Thor. True. As a beast of a man. But, uh, yeah, no, he would, um, magic is his main thing, and he's fucking good at it. He, uh, also led to a lot of mischief. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Logan causes a lot of problems, uh, throughout growing up. You know, this jealousy, man, it manifests. Uh, you know, a troubled child wants attention, and his father's clearly an asshole who doesn't tell him that he's adopted. Which, I mean, also in the comics, it was very much. He was constantly causing problems just out of mischief, not necessarily out of malice at first. True. It was very much, I'm going to joke around and have fun. And he did. Which is where he got his nickname, God of Mischief. Yep. Uh, Which I do find, I think one of my favorite fucking things is in the uh, movies. When Odin or Thor's telling a story about Loki, he's like, like, I went to pick up the snake. And Loki knows I love snakes. I pick it up, and then Loki shapeshifts back and stabs me, and then just starts laughing. And somebody brought up the scene in the first Avengers when Loki does stab Thor. The look of, like, not necessarily anger, but just like, what the fuck, brother? Pretty much, yeah. And it just kind of, like, correlates of, like, oh, so this is just a thing that you and your brother do. Yeah, it's, just, it's just that brotherly love. Yeah. You know, just a friendly stab here, a friendly stab there. I don't know. For those of us who have brothers, uh, yeah, I get that. I've wanted just siblings. S- Anywho, in time, his uh, reputation grew from being a playful, mischievous little trickster to the god of evil. Now um, there's another fucking title. Then that was much more because eventually his... Jealousy would take over, and he'd become more malice in his tricks, and he'd be a lot more attempting to kill his brother. True. Like, I heard about a few of the things he did, and you can definitely, like, you definitely see a line of when it was just him bullshitting with Thor, like when he made Thor guard a hole in the wall. Yeah. For no fucking real reason, just like for a long period of time. He's like, yeah, just guard this for me. And then when he literally turned Thor's girlfriend's hair black. I mean, what the shit, bro? <laughs> that I just, mean, that's still kind of playful, though. I mean, it's, it's play- not really mal- malice. It's playful to an extent. That's just dying hair. That's nothing bad, though. But, I mean, it was a permanent thing. Because that's... But still, um, compared to actually trying to kill you. True, true. Just okay. dying hair. That's not... 
In comparison, <laughs> yes. Okay. A, a prank gone too far, we'll call it. That, yes. That uh, I can go with. We'll call it. But yeah, he does definitely get more malice-based as he gets older and literally tries to overthrow Asgard quite a few times. Succeeds a few of those times. Even. Yeah, it kind of became his whole thing at a certain point was just, I'm going to take over the, the throne. Yeah. And like, kill Thor. Yeah. Fucking seize rulership, destroy Thor, even helping storm giants. Which, if I remember correctly in a lot of versions, uh, he definitely, he's got a posse of frost giants that help him out quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're part giant, and because at a certain point in the comics, I'm sure he found out he was. Yep, he Unlike, does. not like the way he found out in the movies. I'm sure it's very different. It, it is, uh, from what I remember, but he, um, like, he does know about it, and he... Kind of rallies the Frost Giants. Oh, yeah, if I knew I was one of them, I'd be trying to work with them, too. Yeah. And uh, arguably, he is their rightful ruler. Yeah. Considering his father. He, he was the son of the king. Yeah. And, you know, he may not be a giant, but he can probably wreck any of the giants with his magic power. I'll say that, and he's very he's got very much of their physical attributes as he is part of them true or part of him part of him is them since being half giant he at least gets some of their their abilities true very true uh, which we see a bit in shown in the some of the some of the cartoons and some of the comics and that and a bit in the movies in the first movie Yep. and we see how he's uh he has an affinity for cold which i thought was a pretty cool effect they did oh yeah changing him back and forth Okay, so <laughs> after all the bullshit, I guess Odin uh, Odin grew tired of Loki's shit. Odin, who had grown weary of Loki's mischief, magically imprisons him within a tree until someone would shed a tear for his plight. Which makes me wonder if this is a callback to his mythology where he was bound by other gods to a rock until Ragnarok came. Which I find funny, because if I remember correctly, in the Norse mythology story, isn't that kind of what led to Ragnarok? Was him shaking um, the chains? Amongst many other things. There were a lot of things I remember in that, but I remember like his shaking the chains was part of it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, then they also it, have a snake dripping venom into his face. It was dripping onto him, because um, that yeah, was the goddess Gadi, if I remember correctly, was the one that was in charge of that. And uh, she watched over the snake constantly dripping yeah, venom onto would, him uh, that would cause him pain and refill the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It was, they just kind of tortured him until the end of time. Which I still do this, like, I find it funny because, like, it uh, from what I've seen, huge difference is, uh, yeah, he is Odin's friend in that, in the actual pan, like, Greek or Nordic mythology, from what I remember. What I find funny about it is it's one of those situations where I'm like, they're probably still friends, but it's like, if you're, friend, if you're a cop and your friend murders a bunch of people, or i.e. your son, it's like, I mean, bro, I gotta lock you up, man. Like, sorry, that's just, just the way it has to be. Especially since in mythology, the reason he was bound was because he led to the death of the god Balder. Yeah, which, isn't that Odin's son? Yeah, he's one, um, uh, god Odin and god is Frigg. That's Frigg, okay. Which some of them think that Frigg and Frigg might be the same person. 
in certain parts of mythology. But dude, it gets so complicated with yeah. any, myth- any mythical pantheon that didn't keep good writings. Well, you know, we did until <laughs> her people came. <laughs> until another Christians came and burned all of our shit. Yeah, but we had writings. True. Yeah, there were. Uh, I mean, I guess that could be said for ninety percent of the religions in the West before Catholicism was like burn it to the ground. Pretty much. All right. So, okay, yeah. So back to the cutoff. So him being bound in mythology was because he led to the death of, or he helped cause the death of the god Baldur. Yep. Being the son of Odin. You know, Odin's like, why? We're going to lock you up because of this, and we're going to torture you for the rest of existence. Yep. Well, he was a lot, he was uh, kind of, you know, trapped in this tree. Loki eventually did free himself, though, uh, causing a leaf to strike Heimdall, the guardian of uh, the Bifrost, in the eye, which made him shed a tear. Which is ironic for the man that can see everything. You can see a damn leaf coming towards your face. Which I also have... A problem with how he got out of this using this leaf, because Heimdall shedding a tear for his own plight, not for Loki. That bugged the shit out of me when I was reading. So Loki about that. should not have been able to get out with this. That does bug me too, because yeah, I'm like, okay, I see the bullshittery here, but off of the, the enchantment and the claws of how Loki's supposed to get free, he should not have been freed by this. And let's be honest, Odin is pretty fucking strict about his enchantments. So I feel like this was just some lazy writing of, hey, we need a way to get him free. And somebody forgot about why he was, or how he was in prison and what the clause was to get out. I'm feeling that is completely what that was because it doesn't make sense otherwise. It's not, yeah, you're right. Like he's, he shaded it here because his fucking eye hurts. Not because he gives a shit about Loki. Anything, he hates him more than anybody. And he's Holy. not shy about sharing that info. Heimdall's just not a shy god in general. <laughs> I also feel like Heimdall's just that guy who's just over it all. Well, I mean, when you can see everything, I would be too. Yeah. In uh, Loki's first appearance, Loki tricked Hulk into attacking a train. Thor recognized the magic, though, and the rest is history. Yeah, he uh, he basically, after escaping the tree... Kind of basically being on an exile thing from, you know, fucking Asgard. Asgard. <laughs> the, uh, he decided, fuck it. I'm going to go fuck with one of Thor's favorite things, Earth. So he uh, tricks the Hulk, which honestly, out of any of the Avengers to trick and create a big ass problem, Hulk is probably the perfect one. Which at the time, the Avengers did not exist as a team yet. Mm, yes, true. I forgot about that. But also, side note, Hulk was not the first person Loki fought with on Earth. He actually fought Thor first. Really? Yep. Had a slight fight with Thor. Thor left. And then that's when he went and tricked and messed with the Hulk. Oh, fuck. I must have missed that part. I mean, that's cool. That's fucking good, good to know. Good info. And I just didn't know it. Fuck, that's awesome. But yeah, then the uh, that would be cause the forming of the Avengers. Um, Hulk would try to explain himself, and Thor would immediately be like, "This sounds, this sounds fucking familiar." Take care of how you speak of Loki, for he is my brother. He killed eighty-five people. He's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, the greatest line ever. <laughs> Probably. Because that, that sums up his relationship with Thor. It really completely does. Cool. Thor's quick to defend him until somebody's like, he did this. I mean, he is adopted. It is Loki. I mean, you get what you get with Loki. Yeah, like, we're not blood related. Like, don't, like, don't judge me based upon my family. Okay, uh, Loki inadvert. Oh yeah, inadvertently caused the creation of the Avengers. Very similar to how Red Skull accidentally led the Falcon into becoming a hero. Yeah, Loki helped accidentally create the greatest team of heroes on Earth. It's amazing how <laughs> bad guys create their own downfalls. Which is the worst? Because not only did he create his own downfall, he created the downfall to so many villains. Which is funny because Logie has a penchant for getting other villains to team up with him to help him. I wonder if any of them had ever, like, at one point just been like, wait, aren't you the reason we're in fucking prison right now? It makes me wonder if anybody found out that he's what kind of caused the creation of the team. I mean, somebody's got to know. Let's go into, let's get into Loki's powers and, um,. I don't know the few weapons he has. He, I mean, he doesn't really use weapons. He uses daggers. That's about it. Yeah, daggers and sometimes a staff to help focus. And yeah. in the movie, it was all in thing. Uh, that was the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Master of manipulation and deceit. I mean, yeah, he can make fucking holograms of himself, basically. So I feel like that one's just a lot of just knowing who he is as a character is just very self-explanatory. Yeah, like he's able to teleport, able to you know, make holograms. He's, he's a very deceitful character who knows how to manipulate. And loves to lie. God damn, does he love to lie. Superhuman strength, speed, durability, and longevity, which came from him being a frost giant. Because those are all typical attributes to the frost giant race. And because he is half frost giant, that's where he gets a lot of that from. Which we keep saying is half frost giant. What is his other half? Is is he half... uh... In mythology, I believe he's half human. Okay. It never really specifies who, what his mother is, if she's a goddess or a mother or a human. Because even in the uh, com- like comics, and that, I didn't see shit. Like, which if there is a comic out there that does say who his mother is and does say like what else he is the half of, please feel free to leave a comment to point us in the direction. We're more than willing to educate ourselves to make this show better. Because I would imagine that in the comics, he's probably half god of some kind like have to have his one his size being so different yeah and his magical powers because that's not really frost giant normal to have Mm. magic yeah no it's really i don't think any of them really are anyway because yeah no anybody that uh might know who his uh other parent is and what he's half of please let us know leave a comment in the section below Okay, immune to all known diseases and toxins. Which, I mean, that could be a frustrating thing, but I also know Thor's also immune to almost all. Yeah, I feel like that one's just kind of a mix of just what he is. Yeah. A little bit of both. I mean, that's a useful ability. Oh, yeah. Because I I think... You can't be poisoned by your enemy? Heck yeah. Can't be poisoned. If I remember correctly, Thor's not even affected by gamma radiation. Like, he could be affected by a blast of, like, cause, you know, yeah. a beam, but he, he could walk into, a, like, a nuclear reactor and have it have literally no effect on him. Okay, so Loki is also resistant to magic, <laughs> which, I mean, 
Yeah, I guess this is kind of a good call. If you're using a lot of magic, probably taking on a lot of other magic foes. Right. Better than some of these other villains and people we've talked about that are oh, yeah. not resistant to the powers they're using. Yeah, which it's just it seems like an oversight, doesn't it? Just a lot. And it seems like Loki fixed that problem. At least kind of. He's not full-blown immune, but at least he's resistant to it. He can can deal with it better than most villains. True, true. Which, I mean, still, yeah, it's still better than a lot of characters, like, even being resistant. What? So, which is really sad to think about. Right. Okay, Asgardian powers. Which, from what I've read, they're not necessarily Asgardian-related powers, but they're powers related to his magic. Okay. Which, I mean... Not knowing for sure what his other half is, could be Asgardian magic. I mean, he has learned magic from Asgardians, technically. So, yep. mm, so you know, it probably all fits together somewhere, some somehow. And that pieces make pieces make a picture. Yep. <laughs> so he has astral projection, uh, creation of force fields, hypnosis, energy blasts, flight, illusion, casting, interdimensional teleportation, shape shifting. And telepathy. God damn, there's a lot of things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing a few other things on there. But for the most part, these are the main ones that he uses in some form or another. Okay, the ones that he's generally... Well, because like, that's the problem with characters like this, especially spellcaster type characters, who technically can have an infinite arsenal. Oh, yeah. They mostly stick to what they know in that. A lot of times when somebody's like, well, they could do this. If they did it one time because they had to, and they had to really think yep. about what the spell was. I wouldn't call that part of an arsenal. I'd call that an emergency break-open glass. Weapon. Oh, yeah. And especially because, like, when you watch the movies, all he's really done is illusion casting, shape-shifting, and, well, that's pretty much it. I think he's done some teleportation. Has he done any teleportation? Not that I remember seeing. Not using his actual powers. Okay. Okay, yeah, and you're, you're right. I don't and then the has. rest of it was him using the staff. Yep. Like, a lot of it in the movies, he didn't do a lot. I actually, that remind. I did see some thing where they were talking about, that's the only problem with taking these characters and putting them in the movies. They have to water them down so much. Oh, yeah. For the general public to look at it and think it's believable. You know, or acceptable. <coughs> like if you knew, like some of these people who like some of these characters, like if you knew the shit that they were capable of, these uh, godlike powers that he has. Yeah, like he, comic Loki would wreck film Loki any day of the week. Oh God, yeah, it'd be no contest. I mean, I'd still, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd place like a ten dollar bet on comic Loki and that just for the long odds, because <laughs> if he wins. We're going to Denny's. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Not at all. I, I I wanted to say Red Lobster. I don't know why I went with Denny's. Okay, he is. Uh, he's also been shown to be immune to various abilities, other characters, and uh, devices such as the controller's control disc, the mental influence of the voice, and even Rogue's power sap. Wow, he's fucking survived rogue? Yeah, from the sounds of it, she can't take anything from him. That is a feat. It probably has something to do with his whole resistance to magic. 
I mean, I know her stuff is mutant abilities and not magic, but yeah, it's more biological. I have a feeling that's where it stems from. It could stem. I could see it stemming from there, and possibly he might just have a contingency spell that just keeps people from being able to drain anything from him. Huh? He is known for having contingency spells to keep him alive, as he has cheated death on way more than one occasion. Oh yeah, dude, he's fucking like that was a whole. I was reading through his abilities on how he stays alive and yeah that's a whole nother almost half an episode yeah he has cheated death more like insane amount of times also he's come back as a child before yep and he's been a good guy he has definitely been this is an all over the place kind of character in reality his especially his comic and more his comic than his movie form he's very much more of an anti-hero yeah. Where he is on both sides. Like, he doesn't fight necessarily always against the good guys, but he doesn't always fight with them. And I will say, I feel like that's more of a modern, his modern day version after he's grown. Because originally, yeah, he was a straight up villain. Oh, yeah. When he started, he, yes, he was yeah. a villain, but By, he has grown as a character since. And majorly grown to where, yeah, he's, I would agree, he is more of an anti hero, more of like, like, heroes see him and they're like, what is he up to? Are Pretty we going to have to fight him today, or is he on our side as he's just grabbing a hot dog in New York? There's actually a clip I saw where he does meet the Fantastic Four, and he's like, they're like, Loki! And he's like, so there are five of you here. Um, what's with the four on the shirts? Are you just stupid? Yeah, because, that, sounds, that sounds like a Loki comment. Because Loki also, I want to give him this title, King of Sass. Yeah, I believe it. He's just a sassy asshole. I mean, even the movies, look how he deals with Thor and everybody around him. Okay, so um, now let's, I guess, go into his appearances. And, um, TV and film. And then he's got video games. And he's got a live performance. I believe that. Well, we'll, we'll get to that one in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so, you wanna, or should I? Well, okay. I'll, I'll take most of these, I guess, since you did... Most of the powers. So in TV, he shows up in a fairly decent amount of animated shows from the Marvel superheroes, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, uh, Superhero Squad, and the Earth, uh, the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, and then got into some of the more Disney um, channel TV shows like Ultimate Spider-Man. Avengers Assemble, Hulk and the Agents of Smash, and Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's he's kind of made his rounds on cartoons. And that that's one thing I kind of knew. Like he is he's especially after the movies came out, he has definitely been a major staple in most of the cartoons. Oh yeah, thanks to as it gets brought up a little bit in his, his film part. Thanks to the films, he has definitely become a very big favorite. So he would appear in two animated direct-of-video films, Hulk vs. Thor and Thor Tales of Asgard. And then as we just kind of talked about it, we all know about his MCU appearances as he's betrayed by Tom Hiddleston. And because of that, he has become immensely popular, leading him to become a fan favorite. And I can see it, because, yeah, Tom Hiddleston, I gotta tell you, he did an amazing job. Like, oh, damn. Like, I, I I don't know who else I could cast as that character. Honestly, off the top of my head, I don't think anybody could do the same justice that Tom did. Yeah, no, he... At least not for the version of Loki they portrayed. 
Yeah, no, I I could agree with that. I, but the way they portray him, he definitely takes after the more modern oh, yeah. reincarnation of who Loki is. Because at one point, I could have seen Johnny Depp playing the Loki from some of the older comics, where he is more out there, and more flamboyant, more flamboyant. Like I'm like that Loki. I'm like Johnny Depp. Of course, we're picking Johnny Depp, but this more reserved, more like. More suave more and suave. cool-headed. Yeah, more charismatic. Tom Hiddleston owns that role. Oh, yeah. They did a very good job in a lot of the MCU movies on their casting. Amazing jobs. And uh, the movies, yeah, they made him a popular character, which it just shot more shocks me that it took that long because he, in the comics, has always been a main staple. Like, he is a huge character. I mean, ultimately, creating the Avengers... Uh, on, on willingly creating the Avengers and also just his just how many events he's been involved in in the comics yeah I mean but it makes sense because a lot of people don't read the comics or read the books and which is true so I you mean get something as popular as film which is true because I mean hell before the films Iron Man and Captain America actually were losing a shit ton of popularity Oh, yeah. Like, they were starting... There was real doubts with those characters, like, keeping those characters around at one point, I think. And I can understand, especially with, like, Cap, because he was an ideal from a very long-forgotten time to the world we're in now. True, but, you know, it is what it is. But we got Loki, though. And And because he became so popular, he's got his own show now. Yeah! Which will be coming out the same day this comes out. Fuck yeah, I'm excited for that show. That looks like a fun show. It looks show. interesting because it's very much his time traveling counterpart. Yep. Like, I don't remember how they worded it in, on the wiki, but like it's him just going around doing shit in the timeline. Which is going to be interesting because I had seen somebody bring up uh, what's going to make it interesting is this isn't the Loki we know anymore because we've grown. We grew with the other Loki. Yep. He got killed by Thanos. Like we grew, we got to see this Loki finally come into his own, accept his mistakes, and become die a hero. And somebody brought up like we're dealing with the selfish Loki who kept trying to steal that fucking Tesseract. Which I mean, the Loki we knew that we watched die did the same thing. True, as he still took the Tesseract. Right before the end. True, but he still did good. He was at least better. He was better. Like, he still... The Loki we saw die was a Loki who accepted that he did love his brother. Oh, yeah. And finally came into his own and wasn't actively just trying to be a bad guy. But, you know, it's hard to get rid of kleptomania. I'm excited because somebody brought up, like, what if we see this Loki going through the timelines and he gets to watch himself die... For his brother. I doubt they'll go that far into the timeline. I have a feeling it's going to have more to do with stuff leading up to those movies. I could see that. Just based off of general speculation, I doubt they'd go that far into the future. I mean, I fully believe that and agree with you. I'm just like, somebody brought that up as an interesting idea. Oh, it definitely would be cool. And I was like... And to see his reaction to what he did. Yeah, just like, why am I doing that? Like... Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I don't know if they will. I doubt they would. There's so much already to cover in what oh, they're attempting. Oh, yeah. 
that that seems like a longer shot, but still a great idea. Okay, now video games. Logie appears in, when I'm reading this correctly, 17 different games from the Ultimate Alliance games to the LEGO Avengers games as a playable character, a boss, or just an NPC. Yeah, there were. I was looking through his list of appearances in video games, and it was just way too many to list. And I'm not 100% accurate on the number that he's been in. That was just a rough count as I went down the wiki. Okay, but he's been in... I mean, I know he was in the Ultimate Alliance games. Or at he was least in two first. of them. Oh, he was in the first and third. Because oh, I think, the, I think the third, it was like um, the Black Panther we talked about where he was just an NPC. Okay. And then he's been in a Facebook game. He's been in mobile games. Kind of been... He's been around. Been, kind of been around. Okay. Because it's kind of like the movie, like the comics and the cartoons. Like, he has been a big part of Marvel... So he's going to be a big part of their games, too. Which completely makes sense. And, you know, like most other games at this point, he's made the appearance in the Legos. Like we keep saying, who the fuck hasn't? (laughs) I'm still waiting for somebody to tell us someone that hasn't. I am, too, because at this point, I haven't seen any of these characters not make an appearance. Okay, now let's... uh, I mean, why don't you take the lead on this? I don't know how I... So, like some of the others, he has uh, had an appearance on stage in the Marvel Universe Live show, and he was portrayed as the MCU version of Loki. Okay, I have heard of that performance. Yeah, I think we actually talked about it with uh, Black Panther. Oh. I I think that was one we talked about on him. Okay, okay. It seems... Okay, it looks like a fun time. I definitely, it seems like something that kids would definitely do. If I had a child, I would definitely take him to that performance. If I were to go alone, I would need to be high. And I think it would be awesome. (laughs) However, at that point, there's a risk of me just getting too involved in the show. Okay. So, I mean, I think we basically, we covered... A good chunk of his origins and where he came from and how he's kind of gotten to where he is. Granted, like we said at the beginning, we have left some things out just because if we were going to start covering all the way up until now. It'd be a very, very, very long episode. Which, in the future, we might do some shorts based upon like certain series or storylines in the comics. But that's still a long ways out. For now, we're giving you where they came from. We hope you appreciate it. So, Joker, what do you think of Loki? You a fan? Oh, for sure. I mean, both being a pagan of the, that follows him as a god normally, it's cool to see him in, even though parts of it does bug me because the comics obviously take their own liberties with the siblings and the, all that. But I still enjoy where they took him in the comics. It's still fairly accurate to what he was as a god. So I'm definitely a fan. I'm a fan too. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out.
Y'all keep riding them rails. <laughs>